Is my dog being in a crate for 18 hours a day on weekdays and out most of the day on weekends bad? Well, hopefully that's not 18 hours straight. But I think it's probably because you work and then you do it at night, right? Right, so 8 and 8, there's 16. There's 16, so, and then there's commute time. So you could sleep less. But this is the thing. This is how I look at things. A lot of people will say, that's too much. And I say this. Fuck you. And the reason why I say fuck you is this. What's this person's name? Zentabro. Okay. So what should Zentabro do? <coughs> Quit the job? Right? No. Get rid of the dog? Oh, that's what we, what we need. Yeah, we need more dogs filling up our shelters. Find a new home? Where are these homes? It's hard enough to get dogs. It's, all, it's hard enough to get good dogs out of shelters, let alone get good dogs rehomed. You know, so if that's your life, if that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. Thank you so much. That's just the way it is. So I'm not going to tell you it's too much. Okay, next. Going live. <laughs> now we're live. So anyway, hey everybody, how are you? It's uh, we're down here in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, at Quarterback K9, having a wonderful time at our first day of day one of our two-day seminar. And um, let me just turn my volume down. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid K9 Training. This is Joelle. Hello. We do these seminars. We're doing twenty-eight in two thousand and twenty. Is that what we're up to now? Yeah. Well, Remember when you were like, "How's fifteen sound?" Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're, we're, they're not all on the schedule yet, but if you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, you can see that. The seminars are pretty much problem-solving seminars. Joel's going to put a pretty fun video up uh, uh, probably tonight. Uh, we're going to go out after this. Okay, on, on that. Um, and then uh, I do a podcast, which you're watching now at live. And on, those, on the podcast, most people ask me to how, how to stop unwanted behaviors. And on the seminar, I bring people to me dogs. They want me to stop stuff. So most of that is punishment-based. What I mean by that is... Remember, punishment is not a bad word. It's just stopping in on one's behavior, decreasing the chances of it happening again, um, or, or, or totally eliminating the behavior. Um, you're not mad. You're not angry. It's a matter of fact. We also utilize tools. So you're not yelling. You're not screaming. So let the tools work. By tools, I mean, yes, we use remote collars, shock collars, I call them. Um, uh, bonkers, which is a wrapped up towel. And obviously, we train dogs on prong collars. Now, if we want to train a dog to do something, which is at our training center, so we've got a full train, a boarding training facility in Providence, Rhode Island. We've got 17,000 square feet. We're, we've got 12 fantastic employees. Um, that's all, like, when you come in for a boarding training, you spend the first two and a half to three weeks with food and clicker. I mean, it's all, obviously, we're teaching dogs what to do, but we're also stopping unwanted behaviors. But the majority of the time, we're teaching dogs what to do at the facility. Here, we're mostly stopping unwanted behaviors. So if you're not familiar with what we do, that's what it is. There's a little dollar sign in the bottom of your screen. Um, it's called Top Chat. Tonight, we're only going to do a 60-minute podcast. 60-minute podcast because we're exhausted and we still have to go out after this. Um, so um, your questions go to the top of the queue, but you do, you do not have to pay to play. We do our best to get through all the questions. So here we go. Chris Paper Team. Ten-month husky is possessive of food and bone. She'll growl in passing by and bite and flip out aggression when you try to correct or take away. 
Should I have a leash on while correcting or bonk the dog? Yeah. Yeah, you, you've got it. You absolutely should have a leash on. All training involves the leash, number one, for your in your case, for safety. Um, you put your dog, I would put your dog on a tie back and I would watch my out video and that's how you stop um, resource guarding. Next. Blessing. Hi, J&J. I've mentioned before that my dog is doing great while passing other dogs, but his hackles raise a bit. I'm a bit iffy about correcting it since he, one, doesn't hyper-focus, two, keeps his eyes on me or anything but the dog, and three, continues to walk politely. Okay. So should I correct for the hackles? No. Sounds good. Put it this way. You could try or not, and we'll see how it goes. So I that would be low level, by the way. Just a little bit of a low level. Just like, you know what? Just chill out a little bit. Try that. Next. Chris, Great Dame pulls me down the street on a slip lead. I need help. Thanks. Love you guys. Okay. Well, you're using a slip lead. What do you expect? And I'm not trying to be snarky or rude, but it is extremely hard to train a dog on a slip lead. And yes, I know. I've seen many trainers do it. And believe it or not, I can do it as well. But you can't. So I would say... Number one, get yourself a three millimeter prong collar. You can buy them from us. You can buy them on Amazon. Uh, be careful, Amazon unfortunately has some knockoffs now. It's not their fault. They don't even know. We have, there's, you want to find a Herm Springer three millimeter prong collar. They look barbaric, but they're not. Right now your dog is choking itself and also it's harming you. And it's also a danger to the public. And it's got nothing to do with aggression. But the walk should be enjoyable. Your dog's having a great time, you are not. Get yourself a prong collar, watch my free video on how to put it on, how to introduce it, and how to walk your dog, and your life will change for $35. Next. Blessing, I'm trying my best to stay up to watch y'all, but I'm getting over my anesthesia from my oral surgery. Okay, so you don't laugh as much at the show. Next. Chris, how did you get your pack walks on Saturday morning started? Flyers, social media? We don't flyer at all, this is 2019. Okay, we just we just put out a thing on our, our our Facebook following. So we just do social media. So usually, I don't know what your social media you know following is. It's not by numbers; it's by engagement. But just you know, you can you can do flyers if you want to, but you got to be careful. That means because you want to have rules to your pack walk. We have rules, like like it's not just you know an out of control it's not a meet and greet dogs don't meet each other people don't meet dogs it's work so you're there to work so we started it by just saying hey guys we're having a pack walk on saturday that's how we did it next um, all social media michelle good evening jeff and joelle hope north carolina is treating you well it is and so is laura and scott which um it's some dude she's married to um, um oh and they're 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 being great hosts Really great hosts. Next. Keaton, hey guys, my four and a half month old Mal has got a rug peeing problem. Is it because she thinks it's grass? How do I fix? I don't know. Is it artificial turf rug or is it a rug? Mm -hmm. No, your dog doesn't think it's grass. The dog is not housebroken. That's the issue. Next. Maria. Oh, she, she asked me how to fix it? So I yeah. gotta tell her, okay. So how you fix it is this. Number one, routine. Where are you when all this peeing happens? Is the dog free roaming? So where are your eyes compared to the dog? Are you allowing the dog to free roam? So I would put this dog, number one, chances are, if it's one particular rug, throw out the rug. It's gone. No matter how well you clean it, you're not gonna be able to clean it well enough. So get rid of the rug. Um, and when we say rug, I'm imagining it's a throw rug, right? It could, or else you would have said carpet. 
when I would, that I envisioned like a whole room of carpeting, correct? Mm. So a rug, I envisioned rug. Like an area rug. Yeah, but you don't have to. Just have it sent out, have it cleaned really, really well, and then leave a leash on your dog and put on put it on a good housebreaking routine next. Maria, greetings from Poland. I'm a fan of the year. Love what you do. I am so grateful. Awesome. Thanks. I wish I knew how to say hello in Polish, and I would, but hello. Dana, I love you guys. We'll send pics of all five of my dogs in place. Awesome. Yeah, and just do it on just do it on Instagram and just tag us, and we'll post it up on our Instagram channel mm. next. Patricia, hello again. Need help with out-of-control barking dog. I mean, it goes crazy when she sees anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number one, get yourself a bark collar that goes off automatically, or get yourself a basic shock collar. Basic, I mean the Mini Educator 300. We've got them on our website. You can also buy those on Amazon. And barking gets a consequence. So you make barking suck, dogs stop barking. Next. Cheyenne and Zeke, hey guys, things are going great for us. How's everything for you? Things are fantastic. Things are wonderful. Pretty good. Things are really, really great. This has been a great seminar. I don't know there's over 40 people. I think we're like 45 people. 45, yeah. 45 people here. Um, everyone's having a good time. Uh, it's warm down here, but we, we, we have a... I was completely comfortable. Yeah, I was very comfortable. That was great. We have an air conditioning unit, this big, huge industrial unit that goes into this tent. It's quite the, it's quite the thing. And um, if anybody wants to get married tomorrow before they break down the tents, we'll give you a great deal on mm-hmm. the tents. So what time are they coming to get the tent tomorrow? So, we can do what, a wedding. so if anybody wants to do a wedding tomorrow night, um, I'll be your photographer. Okay, five hundred dollars, and you can use the tent um, tomorrow <laughs> from five to seven p.m. Nah, six to eight. From six to eight p.m. All right. Um, so there's even like a little aisle you can walk down. Yeah, you can walk. Yeah, you can go legit. into. They can go into the uh, to the workout room, and the bride can come out, yeah. and then you can walk down the aisle, and we can yeah, definitely. So we have a great wedding set up tomorrow, and think about that a venue, um, and no dogs will be barking, and we'll, we'll do it for five hundred dollars, and that includes the air conditioning in there too, because it's I mean we're, you know fuel's already paid for, so definitely help us offset that, help us offset that. So next. Kyle, hi guys, I'm trying to teach my nine-month GSD to not storm out the front and back door when we go on walks. I can sit, stay him, but when we go to leave, he storms out. How can I fix it? So what I, what I would do a couple of things. Keep him on a leash, and then when he goes to storm out, correct. I mean, with you know, a leash pop, and then um, just he, you can start he, by healing him out slowly. Next. Cheyenne and Zeke. Zeke and Oreo went to the park today, and Zeke was off leash. We got a lot of compliments on his behavior. Awesome. Great. He did amazing ignoring all the squirrels. Oreo did good on her recall training, too. Awesome. What a great feeling that is, isn't it? Oh, by the way, guys, if you're not following um, Angelo's um, Instagram, it's Angelo Gelman on Instagram. Angelo Gelman, he's my son, and a lot of people know who he is because they follow his him. He's you know, the last of our homeschool kids, and he comes to work every day, and he works dogs, too. So, Angelo Gelman. So sign up for his uh, his IG account next. Maria, Joelle, I tried to use, utilize spatial pressure and made lots of turns into my dog with pops behind it, but it works only for a few seconds and she goes out front again. How to layer this technique with the e-collar or what else can I do? So you layer it with the e-collar. So anytime you're turning into the dog, put the pressure on. You don't need words right now because you're teaching. Um, and then once she's behind you, where you want her release the pressure. So it's going to be continuous stim on the remote collar, lower working level for this stage of training. And then eventually you can phase out the spatial pressure and she'll just start to understand that when she feels it to get behind you. Yeah. Or you can go Jeff's way. There's so many ways. You can do a 180. 
I would do a hard 180. Hard 180. I would do a hard 180, but the spatial pressure that you suggest, you should make a video on that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to do a whole healing series because there's so many steps. So many ways to do it. Yeah. Next. Keaton, when teaching down, at what point do I apply the verbal command? I watched the down video but got confused. Um, you could apply the verbal command when the dog is doing it. With like minimal leash pressure. Right. Like when, pretty much your foot is the key right. with that. So point. when the dog is doing it and there has me there has meaning to it. Next. Um, blessing, do you have to use spatial pressure for the out command? No, we use remote we use the remote collar. You don't have to use any spatial pressure at all. Next. Keaton, do you like the two two five prong on dogs that are sixty, seventy pounds? Mm, depends on their level of training. At the beginning, I'd rather do a three millimeter. I mean, if you've got a dog that's pretty proficient and pretty well trained, you can switch to a two two five. Next, Maddie, e collar has been doing wonders for dog reactivity, but she still responds when she is barked at. How can I safely create training scenarios for this? So, what you can do is you got to find a barking dog, which there's plenty of them out there, and you role play it. And this is the thing. I mean, this is a journey. I mean, I mean, imagine a dog barking at your dog and yeah your dog like lunges back or barks barks again barks at the dog so you know how can you start creating um scenarios find barking dogs they're not that hard to find um go to any dog park and don't go in them but go around them um ask a friend that who has an out-of-control dog to set it up drive around neighborhoods with outside dogs with dogs running on the running fence lines um next kyle also, when on walks, he's fine with other dogs. However, when he first sees them, he drops to the floor and refuses to move until the dog gets to us. Then he lunges to play. I've tried correcting every time, but he just doesn't get it. This is on a walk? <laughs> this, is, this is Kyle with a German Kyle, shepherd. what the fuck happened <laughs> to your dog? It turned nine months old. <laughs> oh my God, Kyle. You had like the most well-behaved dog. Let's take that meme down. I'm so sorry, we have Kyle. To take that, Kyle, we have to take that video Don't down. Shame him. The dog changed. I'm not shaming him at all. So listen, number one, when you say you correct him, are you correcting for the play? Are you correcting for the dog lying down, like getting ready to launch himself? So what I would do is your dog's done meeting dogs. Like, you probably already did a good job on that. So, was the dog playing or fighting? Playing. Playing. Yeah, so that's bullshit. So, I'm not against dogs playing, but it's a walk. It's time to work. So, I would correct the dog from when it lies down and gets ready and awaits. I'd correct that. Next. Maddie, her reaction is just looking back and whining. Which dog? Um, oh, um, she responds when she's barked at on the walk. Oh, that's, you know what? Whines. That's nothing. That that's the the looking back and the whining is the lack of her be, behaving badly. I would just do a light tap tap on the remote collar. Next, Cassandra, I have a fearful dog who had a dog run up to him in an area by my house. I intervened. Good. Now he is hyper vigilant when yep. we go by the area. What are some exercises yep. to get him back to a calm state that, of mind? That often happens. That's why when you hear me say, "What are you doing?" An off leash dog comes at you, you kick it. People freak out, but it's like no, because if you don't. You can fuck the dog can be fucked up, and you can have you can have years of issues, and possibly have to send your dog to a boarding train because your dog is so out of control. Literally from that. So what I would do is this: whenever the dog, make sure you got a really good heel, and just go through that area, and all you're doing is you're reinforcing heel. So if the dog starts looking sketchy, you can correct with the remote. And I get it. People, it's like, oh, so my dog's afraid and then I'm correct, I'm shocking it. It's like, no, your dog's not walking in a proper heel. 
So we focused on that. So often I say we don't use obedience to fix an unwanted behavior, but we do sometimes use obedience to override negative thoughts, all right? Until your dog all of a sudden starts going, what's the big deal? I just stay in heel. Next. Maria, I had a couple of situations when my dog have eaten stuff that shouldn't at home. Most times chocolate, hiding everything, or closing kitchen is no solution. How do I stop this No, behavior? where's your dog and where are you and why does your dog free roam? But, but shit can't happen. I mean, accidents can happen, you know. But if your eyes are not on your dog, you create your dog or you put your dog in place if you can't trust your dog. And you shouldn't have to hide all your chocolate. Well, maybe you should, but not because you have a dog, you know. Um, so, um, right? Agreed. <laughs> I hide my chocolate. Right. It's like sometimes in the RV at 3 a.m. I hear a bunch of doors opening and closing. I'm like, what the fuck, are you, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I can't remember where I hid my chocolate. Speak for yourself. I don't eat in the middle of the night like that. You do. Yeah, but I know where my rice pudding is. I open up the fridge. Okay? So, so you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next. Lynn. Hi, I took Cody, my GSD, for a walk on dunes. Passed two laps off lead about 20 feet away. Cody looked, so I corrected him. We carried on walking. No whining, barking. Hooray. Oh, Loving awesome. our walks now. Good. You know, congratulations. Kudos to you. And, you know, it's a really, really great feeling to do that. Um, to be able to do um, what you just did. Um, and I don't think people appreciate the... the. I don't think people appreciate folks that are struggling with dogs and the, their daily struggles. And then they're like screaming and yelling about tools and training techniques. Well, number one, you may have an easier dog. Mm-hmm. You may. Yep. So you just don't get it because you're not walking in their footsteps. Right. But a lot of these people also just don't do anything with their dog. Right. So they don't. They actually can't. They don't walk their dog at all. They don't do stuff with their dog. They're like they'll be like, "Oh my God, your dog's got a shock collar on," and you're at an outdoor diner in a downstay eating, and they have a dog they had to leave at home because their dog can't even walk down the street. So it's like. You know, it's like, so that's why it's like people, like, my rule is whatever it takes. And when it comes to, re, 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 you know, rehabilitating aggression, we talked about that today. Like, literally, whatever it takes. Um, you're trying to keep the dog alive. Next. Mm. Keaton, yes, it happens at my parents' house where she free roams. Yes, it's just my mother's fuzzy rugs. Besides that, she never goes inside. Okay. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, obviously, I think what's happening is... The dog is projecting some um, internal hate you still have towards your mom. And maybe you and your mom need to talk it out and your dog will probably stop peeing. Next. Mm. I, Brumley, love your education. Awesome. There you go. And we know how to keep a dog from pissing on rugs, work through our mommy issues. Next. It always comes down to the mommy issues, doesn't it? Um, Most things in life. A lot of things do. Yeah. Either the love or hate of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lack of acceptance. Yep. yep. Melissa, good evening. Jeff and Joelle. Hey, guys. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. Thanks for being here, hon. Keaton, any tips on some things to do while at Home Depot? We walk and do stays, but would like to know if there's anything else we can introduce. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know, Home Depot's got built-in distractions. I mean, mm-hmm. just walking around, just the carts. But, you know, some of the some of those carts have got, like, a wheel that squeaks. Like, follow that cart around. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, put your dog on one of those lumber carriers and yeah. um, um, roll it around. Have it do a down. Have it do a sit. Um, you know, those those five gallon buckets, turn them upside down. Get your dog to sit on those. Oh, yeah, the paint you can do that. 
Um, so you can do, you know, just, just, you know, definitely there's got, you know, be, and be respectful, obviously. Um, Make friends with the staff. Yeah. They'll enjoy the free entertainment. Yeah. And let you pretty much do it. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know where you live, but bring a dozen donuts next. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Scattered Storm says, hi, guys. Hey, Scattered Storm. How are you, hon? Cassandra, do you have another pack walk next weekend? Finally have a weekend off. Time to come? Yeah, actually, we do, and I'll be at that one. Ooh. So we are, we're gonna we're trying to make it really clear that on our on our pack walks is it's not a free for all and weekends <clears throat> that I am not there you're not gonna get training and that's because like I pull first of all it's a free pack walk and I have pulling staff from the center to do it so um, if I'm not <clears throat> if I'm not there staff is literally leaving the center to do it and if if and they can't help with your dog like i can help with your dog because they're not really supposed to they're just supposed to be leading the pack walk and then documenting it so this coming up is we get back from charlotte on we'll be back tuesday night late um and we don't go to las vegas till the following thursday so we're home for eight days Ooh, cool but we, we were just home for longer than that too mm -hmm. i think we we're home the last time we were home was for like 12 which is like the longest we've been home for in a long time, a long time yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the road for like at least 140 days a year. Technically, we were home for um, seven hours last week. Oh, last week we were home for seven hours. Seven hours. That's true. I think the time before that. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, I finally cracked his recall as well. When he used to see a dog, he'd run up to it when off leash. Now I can call yeah. him back even if another dog is close. Good for you. Thanks for the help with that. I used a long line and a prong. Good for you. Good job. Melissa, why are you laughing? Because Laura just did something funny. Oh. I feel like I'm losing my voice. You are. Mm -mm. I'm yelling at you too much. Did you, do you want some of that stuff that she has? Sure. Ice cream? Chocolate chip oh, no. I can't have ice cream. I thought it was tea. I'm like, oh, I'll have tea. Do you want tea? I'll make you tea. Sure. Sure. Okay. If you don't mind. Thank you. <laughs> Melissa. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Ozzy, who likes to forge ahead on our walk this week. I tried the 180 technique and used the bonker, but he continues to forge ahead again after a short time. Yeah. Suggestions. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is like, believe it or not, we struggle with some dogs too. Um, Joelle's going to make a good video on spatial pressure. That's a great go-to. So it's a video on spatial pressure um, and we'll get that made when we're back at the training center. Okay. Let's make that. Let's, we'll make, yeah. We can make that. Yeah. All right. Next. <laughs> we will. Just said the same thing. Same. We can do that. Yeah. Nice. Blessing. Can I prove an off-leash heel in a harness? If not, how can I prove an off-leash heel? You can prove an off-leash heel, first of all, with on a, on a remote collar and a flat buckle collar, a martingale. I wouldn't use a harness and just put the, put the, let the dog drag the leash. Next. Melissa. Okay, hold on. Let me just rephrase that. You can do whatever you want to do, but I would not have the dog in a harness. Next. Hmm. <clears throat> Melissa, super excited to meet you guys in Vegas. Oh, Vegas is going to be great. Vegas. So Vegas, guys, Vegas, working spots are sold out. So a lot of people are like, oh, you're sold out. It's like, no, working spots are sold out. This seminar has probably 20 people that have got audit spots, and they're learning a ton. Yeah. Like, I feel like you learn more. Yeah, they're learning a ton. And we also, what I did with Vegas, which I don't usually do in my seminars because we have limited <laughs> space. The, the seminar is at the Flamingo Hotel and Casino um, on Las Vegas Boulevard. And we have unlimited space. So what I did was uh, we have a double audit spot, which is two people at a very good price because it helps put asses in seats, you know. But boy, do you learn a lot. Also, 
Friday night, you get we're doing a live live audience podcast like this. We have an audience live audience, and then Saturday night we're doing a Q and A for 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 people, and then there's a special dinner for with the two of us as well. So when you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, click on Las Vegas. It's a good. It's good. And and people are like, well, when are you going to be in California? I'm like, we're not this year. Go to Vegas. So all my folks that are in Arizona, Colorado, Utah, um, uh, California, um, come to Vegas. I mean, or fly from anywhere. I know. You can get I mean, flights to Vegas. Literally. Like so we're flying out another film person. Um she got a ticket for 194 hours round trip. Yeah. One ni- 194. That's like dinner out with you and a significant other. Uh, well, unless you're going to like, you know. McDonald's. Oh, by the way, or Panera Bread. I should, you know, what's that? Ba- the Baja. We already talked about the Baja Bowl, right? Yeah. All right. So you don't need to hear about Baja Bowl again. Next. Oh, by the way, Portland is on. Next. <clears throat> Kyle. It's like a play bow, guys, but refuses to move until the dog gets I know, us. Kyle. We, I know exactly it's not, what I can envision it it's in my not, mind. It's not like a play bow. It, it is, is a play bow. It is a play bow. he's playing you. And he's playing you. Let's go. I would be like, literally, <laughs> Kyle, okay, you, you own now what's turning into an adult German Shepherd. Mm-hmm. You need to have a cut the shit at, <clears throat> attitude. Okay? Everything's been good. Get ready. Get ready. Now it's time to go cut the shit. Because if you don't do it now, you're going to pay for it. I'm about to sneeze. Uh-oh. <coughs> oh, God. Oh. Germs. God. Oh, she's great. All over the fucking camera, the screen. Next. KK. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey. When I sense tension between two dogs who are both off leash, how do I break it up? Should I step in between them, pull my dog back, bonk my dog? Well, who's the other dog? Mm. What's going on? I need way more information than this. I wouldn't have my dogs around these dogs. So what's, where are you and what's happening? I need way more information. Pulling your dog back might, dra- might push your dog into defense and also might make the other dog lunge at your dog. So, next. Kyle, I don't get it. As off-leash, I can call him back, but on lead, he play bows and will not move. It's so frustrating. <laughs> I can just like picture it. Kyle. As freaking German Shepherd. Listen to the advice we just gave you. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh Zentop. Wait, hold on here. Let's let's just let's just clarify what you just said, Kyle. Are you trying to say that it's frustrating owning a nine month old German Shepherd? <laughs> just for just it's gonna for, be frustrating just for, for the entirety just, of the Just life. for clarity so we understand you correctly. Okay? Of course it is. Of course it is. Next. Zentabro, is my dog being in a crate for 18 hours a day on weekdays and out most of the day on weekends bad? Well, hopefully that's not 18 hours straight. But I think it's probably because you work and then you do it at night, right? Right, so 8 and 8, there's 16. There's 16, so, and then there's commute time. So you could sleep less. But this is the thing. This is how I look at things. A lot of people will say, that's too much. And I say this, fuck you. And the reason why I say fuck you is this. What's this person's name? Zentabro. Okay. So what should Zentabro do? <coughs> Quit the job? Right? No. Get rid of the dog? Oh, that's what we, what we need. Yeah, we need more dogs filling up our shelters. Find a new home? 
where are these homes? It's hard enough to get dogs. It's, all, it's hard enough to get good dogs out of shelters, let alone get good dogs rehomed. You know? So if that's your life, if that's your lifestyle, that's your lifestyle. Thank you. That's just the way it is. So I'm not going to tell you it's too much. Okay, next. Um, Thank you. Love scattered it. storm. My dog is so well behaved because of balance training and it's annoying, but also funny that people are giving me advice that would unravel everything and make him a psychotic mess. Yeah, that is the funniest thing. Usually the advice that people are giving out there literally is the advice that creates unwanted behaviors. It's really comical. It's really comical. It's like, because everybody believes food is the answer. Like, when your dog starts getting leash reactive and getting aggressive, take food, throw it on the ground so the dog gets distracted. It's like, oh, I want to kill that dog. And oh, food shows up plus a buffet. So so the kibble is the appetizer and then the dog is the main course. Unless it's a chihuahua that it's aggressing towards. I mean, it's just like that's... The, the, I don't know if people are aware of the things that are being told to dog owners. Like what to do. Like literally what to do. Like... My dog is being leash reactive. Oh, have it do a downstay and give it a massage so it feels better. Like literally, like people are being told this. I mean, it's so silly out there. It's like you reward what you want. You apply a punisher for what you don't want. These are simple concepts. Next. <clears throat> Jay, dog barks at the doorbell when we have a surprise visitor. How would you correct to prevent this? We have lots of structure in the home and crate trained. Tried using correction with leash pop, but it still barks. No, because so I would get a bonker, no, bonk, or a remote collar, no, shock. And anyone out there that says then the dog will create a negative association with a person at the door has no idea what they're talking about and it most likely has never done it or done it successfully. So that's you. that will not happen next. Donna, driving in car question. He continues to whine, so I'm correcting him, trying to make it suck. Pretty high. Sometimes it's 65 or higher. Now when I say down, when he breaks down, he scrambles, barks, etc. Okay. I don't know your skill set, and I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what it looks like, but there's a lot of nuances on this one. So, again, it's not just about pushing the button. It's not just about the command. So, this is something I would need to see. Don't send me a video, but you can always do a Skype. I don't say that because I want you to buy a Skype from me, but there's some variables there. So I would focus on possibly one thing at a time. Your car not moving and you really focus on a really good down. So get it to, when the dog's standing up, get it to go to a down, up to a down. A high level in obedience, if the dog is not really proficient at it, is gonna confuse it. Next. Uh, Leah, I'm not a dog trainer, but I help with the rescue. Currently evaluating a Malamute. He wants nothing to do with getting in a car. Any ideas how to get him in the car? He's about 100 pounds. Yeah, tons of ideas. Force. You know, you force him in. Put a, you know, People say, oh, throw food in the car. Okay, try that. If that works, do it. But with the dogs we work with, that doesn't work. So now what do you do? If that's all you got in your toolbox, now you can't help an owner. See, that's the thing about balanced training. Like, if you're like, food fixes everything. Really? Like, none of the dogs that came to my seminar food would have fixed. Mm -mm. So dog training fixes everything. So what I want you to do is you put a leash on the dog or you put a long line on the dog and then you put a regular leash on the dog. You hold the regular leash and a friend of yours holds the long line and you open up the passenger side, 
the the door is behind the driver. What's that called? Passenger seat. Passenger the seat. passenger seat doors. You open them up wide, throw the long line right through. The person on the other side is literally pulling the dog, and you're just going, "Let's go," and you're walking normal. The dog's like, "How did you get so strong so quick?" <laughs> you do that all. You do that three, four, five, six times. Next thing you know, the dog just hops in the car. Now that's assuming. You're not in a pickup truck that's been jacked up five feet, all right? Um, but that's what you do. And I've done it hundreds of times successfully. So again, the advice I give, I only give advice that I've known we've been successful with numerous times, usually a hundred to over a thousand. Next. Leah, I'm not a dog trainer. Oh, I read that. Scattered Storm, we just went to a playground and he did so well around the children, ignoring people, being polite when people pet him. But I frequently had to hold him accountable with the e-collar, and he didn't mind. Okay, cool. He's not aggressive, is he? I don't think okay, so. I would hope not because he's wrong kids. Jamie got my e-collar that fit my five-pound dog perfectly on the next to last hole. Works great. I had her healing so quick, giving perfect sits and downs with no problem, responding to my command. Thank you. You're welcome. Kudos to you <clears throat> for being creative. Next. Lynn. Our walks used to be bad. He would jump, bark, lunge. He has pulled me over twice, and I'm no spring chicken, LOL. Now walks are good. He only had a prong on. Yep. So this is the thing is that I don't think people realize everyone's focused on dog bites, and, and those are a concern for me as well. Um, but humans getting pulled over and getting injured is more expensive and more frequent, meaning more expensive to fix. Also, you can F up your body for life being knocked over by a dog. So a dog jumping on you, I mean, theoretically, you could die. Because if your head went back and hit something, like you can die. Like people are getting into, they're falling and their heads are hitting like the ground and they're dying. Yeah, Uber drivers. <laughs> Shut <laughs> Uber drivers with, with teeth in the back of their head is the number one way Uber driver dies. Did you guys even look that up? Somebody told me. Somebody told, somebody told me once that they'd stay married to me forever. Okay? Somebody told A reputable source? Sounds like a... I couldn't even find it on the Google. Where did they get their information from? Who's this, who's this person? How do you know it's a reputable source? Out them on the internet. What? Well, I, I, like, I swear, somebody told me. I can't remember who it was. So you don't even know who it was. I was well. I don't, oh, I no, I mean, <laughs> I had only had two bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Next. I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't know either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, knocked over. Be knocked over. Oh, yeah, at Home Depot, Zeke was scared of the big forklift. We worked through it perfectly. I love training at Home Depot. Awesome. Oh, Jamie, it even worked just as well on the vibrate button. Good. Now, sometimes vibrate is overcorrection for some dogs, and sometimes it makes it nervous, and when dogs are in drive, they don't feel it. So vibrate sounds friendly, shock <laughs> sounds unfriendly. The problem with vibrate is, other than, the, than a very specific model that eCower makes, um, vibrate does not increase. But we have dogs that we did, and you also can't... It's too it's too much sometimes for dogs. Next. Leah, also thank you both for all that you do. You're welcome. Keaton, haha, my go-to is letting my dog clump the y'all 
tall clump. What? Cl- climb, <laughs> climb. Climb the tall ass ladders that he put y'all. Oh. And watch as people just do double takes while my dog is chilling one story above everyone. That's cool. Next, I'll push it around with her on it. Ha, ha. So those are the ladders that have the chain with a sign on it that says, do not come on. Uh, I have dogs climb <laughs> Yeah, well, the dogs can't read. That's your go-to excuse on that one. Yep. Sorry, my dog can't read. Sorry, my dog can't read. Oh, it's got a really good sit-stay. Jordy, hey, guys. When I correct my reactive dog with a prong, he jumps up, yelps, and it isn't working. Is there a better way I could correct effectively, or how could I do it better? Yes. Chances are it's it's handler skill set. It just handler skill set. I don't know what brand of e-cowler you're using either, which matters. I don't know what levels you're using. I also don't know how well the dog is healing. Um, the last thing I want anybody to be doing is just pushing buttons to stop unwanted behaviors without the training philosophy behind it. So I don't know. Um, next. Cassandra, yay, I'm coming from Vermont for the pack walk and to visit family. Oh, nice. Awesome. You'll have nice. fun. Kyle, I wish you had a facility in the UK. I'd hand him over for board and, tr- board and train to work him through this adolescent phase. Kyle, call, up, call it, Kyle. Jimmy up. Call Jimmy up. But you can do this yourself. Mm-hmm. What's Jimmy's information? Kyle, email, he's up by Manchester, I think. Um, we're, we're, we're planning a seminar in England. We just got to find it. Kyle, find me a location for a seminar. A, you, know, you know, a warehouse, a buddy's warehouse, a friend's warehouse, you know, um, you know somebody's, somebody's outdoor garden that's private, that's big, you know, can hold 30 people, 35 people, you know. So find something. It can't be a place we go and rent like a traditional hall because that'll be shut down by the haters. So it needs to be private property that nobody can, that no, if people yell and scream, the person won't care. Next. Apex EDC, your thoughts on keeping my five-month-old Mal in the kennel? He gets around three or more hours outside a day. My mother thinks it's cruel. Okay. You know what your mother can do? She can house sit text for the weekend and not send me the bill for all the shit that gets destroyed and leave him out of the crate. All right? So I'm heading to Las Vegas and I was gonna keep my dog at the training center. I'd be more than happy to have her love up my dog all weekend and keep him out of a crate. Um, I just don't wanna get any sort of bills or um, when she has to rush my dog to the emergency room because he ingested something he shouldn't have eaten. Um, I don't wanna know about that either. She has to cover it and hopefully my dog will live through the surgery. All right, so it's irresponsible to to put your dog out of a crate. So stop caring what your mother thinks. Tell your mother to mind your own business and tell her, well, let's come to an agreement. You're not going to talk about my dog anymore or I can't have you over here. I can't call you. You, know, you should make that an off-limit topic. Yeah. Okay, so it's about boundary setting. So mom, and you can do this with family members, but she's my mom. It's like moms don't get free passes. Dads don't get free passes, okay? Sisters and brothers don't get free passes. Relatives don't get free passes, okay? So mind your business. Don't tell me what to do with my dog. Next. Melissa, are we able to bring our dogs to the Friday evening or Saturday evening event? Yes, if they can shut up because I'll be doing the live show saturday evening i'm not as concerned because it's not a live show it's like q a but if you're going to the seminar yes if you're not going to the seminar probably not because i have no because i i'm not going to train your dog while it's there but if you've got a dog that's like easy going and will lie down and not make any noise then sure bring it but you're not i don't train your dog like i'm sitting doing q a 
So most people, so I'm doing Q&A, but if you're not part of the seminar, you can't just bring a strange dog in because we have to, we need vet records and there's a liability contract to fill out because it's gonna be on the Flamingo's property. And so, um, but if you're part of the seminar, yes, because you've already done all that stuff. Next. Mm -hmm. Um, Melissa posted the link to the Packwalk info. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa. Paul, hey, J&J from the UK. Thanks for all your content. Just taken on the biggest challenge yet. Human aggressive foster dog was given up and he has bitten or lunged at all previous family members. I'm working with a more experienced trainer who three-week board and trained this dog previously and made great progress with him. Cool. I'll also be setting up on your Patreon to see if you can help with the site. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, believe it or not, it's a foster dog, which means it has no owner, and it's human aggressive. You know, where's the dog going? Now, I believe every dog has a chance. But where's it going to go, and is that family going to keep up and do what it takes to keep that dog safe? Because this philosophy that like, oh, if you get the dog, if you get the dog to be safe around you and your environment, does that mean the dog will be safe around um, a new family's environment? Well, if it was rehabbed, it would be. It doesn't work that way. That's actually false. That's actually false. Because they might do stuff that might trigger the dog without knowing it because they don't know the history of the dog or they don't know what it used to be like. That's the downfall of that. You should do it with for your you should do it though for experience. But where does that dog go? Right now, if you're not concerned about that, you just want to build your skill set, then do then keep working the dog. Next. Jordy, hey guys, how can I correct for overexcitement when my dog sees family during greetings or when they're walking in the house? He gets crazy excited and jumps around. So bonker. So you start that at the first sign of arousal, which means that your dog could probably hear them or see them coming up the drive or the walkway. Um, you would say no and you'd bonk, and that stopped the unwanted behavior, and then you can put the dog in place. Next. Michelle, hi J and J. I so loved the YouTube clip you posted of the dog taking his place to another place. <laughs> that was a funny one. That was a funny one. That was last week. Yeah. LC, hey, how was the Charlotte conference? Charlotte seminar has been a humongous success. Our host being a good big part of it. Um, Everything was perfect. And the and the crowd, the folks are just fantastic. Mm -hmm. This is it's guys. The, the number one thing I love about my seminars are the people. We just meet so many wonderful people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We just meet, we meet super fans. We meet people that, you have to remember, I would say like 90% of the people, everybody has seen my social at this seminar. So there's no one that hasn't. But I would say that most of these people here have been following me. And so many people came up to us saying, like, I used to have massive problems with my dogs. I got, you wouldn't know by looking at my dog now because I was able to fix them with your free content. Um, and they're here for like, just some of them are just here for like the final piece. Some of them are here just to be like, we just wanted to come and say thank you. And some of them are just here to just learn a little bit more and just, you know, consume as much material as possible. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It is cool. Elsie, I already read that. Chloe, Kyle, I second your wish for a UK facility. Well, I'm not going to be doing a UK facility, nor am I going to be doing any other facility, okay? So um, the only money I'm going to spend on anything is more investment property. So, um, but seminars, yes. Next. KK, the other dog is my sister's dog. He is friendly, but is nervous. They sometimes get into scuffles. That sounds worse than it is. No one ever got hurt, but I'd rather stop it before it starts. 
So what I would do, I'm not there. There's a skill set involved. If nobody gets hurt, it's, it's, we, don't want, we don't want any scuffles. So what you need to do is you need to correct at the first sign of any sort of pre-scuffle behavior. And if you pay attention closely, you can usually identify that next. Maria, I've just started to e-collar, to use the e-collar. Nearly every single time I push the button, my dog is scratching neck instead of doing commands. Is switching a normal thing while using e-collar? Well, have you taught the dog how to do a command with a remote collar first? So remember, there is training involved. So, but the scratching, yeah, scratching could be a delay. It could be a, a delay meaning the dog is like, I'm just not going to listen. But also, keep in mind, you have to still train the dog how to do the command on the remote. There still is learning theory involved that's why when people say you oh you took a shortcut you use the remote collar here take a remote collar show me how to train a dog you can't you still have to it still takes time it still takes time you still have to teach the dog what to do so with you i would say is there a leash on the dog so scratching you'd correct with a leash but also have you taught it what how to turn the pressure off if you're doing escape training? Like if you if you train the dog what the actually collar means, why it goes on, how to shut it off. Have you done prompting? Are you layering it with leash pressure and food? Have you gone to correct correction mode yet and gotten off prompting? I mean, there's so there's so many layers to it that it's not just down button the dog downs next. <clears throat> Blessing. Does working for a trainer pay good? Because I'm struggling between my own board and train or working for another trainer. If I work for a trainer, I need to be able to provide for myself. So I don't know where you are. Historically, owning your own business pays more, but it's a, you own a business. You're not a dog trainer anymore. Now you're a business owner. Even if you're a one-person shop, you're a business owner. So there's not a regular paycheck. You are responsible for your cash flow. Um, you're responsible for 24-7 like fire putting out. So you can make a lot of money as a dog trainer. Um, but you'll always make more money historically owning your own business. But with that comes lots of freaking headaches. Now, to when I say the headache, to me, I love, I love the struggle. I love the challenge. I love the fire putting out. I love the climb. I love the suckiness. I love the work. I mean, I was up this morning at three, just like getting shit done. And what time we went to the gym a little bit early today, didn't we? we left at like four thirty. Four thirty, we left for the gym. Yeah, yeah. So next. Um, I like that though. Let's do it again tomorrow. Okay. The earlier, the better. Sure. Kyle, I have my dog out on walks two hours plus per day. Um, it's not all just walks. I take him to fields to play fetch, walk him, awesome. let him play in the rivers. According to the vet for his age, that sort of activity is too much. Okay, well, time to find a new vet. And it's like, he's. this is our Kyle? This is a German Shepherd. This is the nine-month-old Kyle. Yes. Two hours outside is too much? My dogs would be outside all day if so, I'm sorry, but your vet sort of sucks. Like, that's really bad advice. Now, if you were saying my dog was jumping in and out of the back of a truck, yeah, you can, the dog's, you know, not fully formed, you know, bone structure, but walking your dog and then 
letting it run in a field at or, its own will. It, like, it's, yeah, like that's I think not. It would stop if it stopped. That's not too much. Like if your dog went to doggy daycare all day, it's it would be out for eight hours running around probably, which we don't recommend. But I'm just saying though, two hours, I I find a new vet who's a little bit more knowledgeable. Next. Or if the dog's really, I'm sorry, or if the vet's really good medically, just tell him to mind his own damn business about everything else. Next. Melissa posted the link to book a Skype with you. Thank you. Um, 73 Blue Note. Hi, guys. I'm always chasing instead of capping with my dog, reactive dog. Uh, Vancouver here, very dense neighborhood. My drama dog overreacts and screams like a rabbit. Don't want animal control called. What would Jeff do? So what I would do is I would do this in a smaller controlled area first and work on um, uh, getting the dog to understand what's expected of it in a in a setup. Like you, you'd set this, you'd set the scene, um, uh, and I would teach that dog to ignore all dogs and all people, and then all different environments, and teach that dog how to properly heal next to you and not be distracted. And then I would work slowly into more crowded areas with more environmentals next. You ain't so bad. My dog is still lunging hard when we encounter other dogs on the street. He's improved in every other area. I can't use a bonker because my neighbors are sensitive and vindictive looking for trouble. I have a pit bull. What can I do if I can't use the bonker? Compressed air is good, but bonker is what he needs. So, you know, what you could do is try to solve the problem out of your neighborhood if you want to. It's really hard to bonk in public, though, you know? Um... And for all my UK folks, we're not talking about the same bonking. Like Kyle's over there chuckling. You said that like 10 times today. What? I'm not bonking like in the UK. Did I? Mm -hmm. did, I did I go like that too? I think your famous seminar line. Oh, is it? I love it. Do Say I really? every seminar. Do I really? And you know what? I never have gotten it on film. Uh-huh. Because I never know when you're going to say it. Like you just casually will like spit it out. Hmm. So random. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So what what you what you should do what you should do is um, you can do a pre walk bonk which is bonking at your house it's no and then bonk and then you switch to no in the remote collar next scattered storm to Kyle my dog is eleven months and we just let him wear himself out when he doesn't want to play anymore we just stop and let him do his thing okay so me I'm not a big fan of that but if it works for you you keep doing it next. Andy, pickup trucks jacked up five feet usually means small d, lol. Okay, well, what? I... What? That's so random. Why did I read that? God, freaking trolls got me. It's not a troll. That's a super what, fan. What is that about, though? It's about people with big pickup trucks have small penises, but what it's like... What is that about? Where did what, that come like, from? But, but how about all the females that I know that have got jacked up pickup trucks? Like, I guess they do have, they have small, small penises, they have, they too. They don't have any at all. <laughs> right, so, right. So I don't, I don't I don't I don't know about that I don't know about that but anyway next Did, were we talking about that is that just like a we're talking about the, 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 the car the dog jumping into the back of the car unless you've got a pickup truck that's oh, five feet right but just remember you know people with small penises can still train dogs to jump up in their cars so next mm, Paul Chloe R and Kyle agreed I would apply to work there. Jeff did. Meanwhile, I'm getting myself set up as board and train of my own here in Yorkshire, thanks to a solid canines training. Good. Help. Yeah, I would do that. Just do that. There's so many people that need help in the UK. There's so many people that can need help. Next. Karen, GSD lover. This little alert keeps freaking showing up on my thing, and like literally every second. Do you need a charge? 
Oh, no, it's asking me if I want to trust your computer. I know, but if you don't need to be charged, unplug. I guess. Next. Karen says good evening, Jeffrey. Hey, hi, how are you, Karen? Ain't so bad. I can't use Bonker. I already read that. Scattered Storm. I think I'm at the point where if people volunteer bad advice, I'll just play along. They make it so easy, and I have neither the time nor the crayons to argue with them. But, but why don't you just tell them to stop? Just stop. Like, literally, like, stop. I don't want to hear it. Next. Nobody ever offers me advice, and people don't know I'm a dog trainer. Like, I would just be like, like, you can put a, you can put a stop to this, okay? Next. Hey, it's Christy. Hey, Christy. Hey, guys. Six-year-old Dobie is starting to be an a-hole on walks when we see other dogs. He becomes completely focused on the other dog, and if they get too close, he lunges at them to bite. How can I stop this whole behavior and have a well-behaved Dobie again? Well, number one, why are dogs getting so close to your dog? Number two, does your dog know a proper heel? What's your walk look like? Is your walk casual out in front or are you actually healing your dog next to you? Also, how can dogs get real close? If you're talking about just like two ships passing in the night close, okay, well, I get that. Eventually, you're going to want to probably create a little bit of space right now. But I don't know your skill set. I don't know the equipment you're walking on. Um, but I would suggest, you know, putting the dog on a prong collar, teaching the dog how to properly heal. Um, every time that dog looks at another dog, you, you'd correct it. Um, that's a good start. Next. Uh, Maria, is it possible to teach the dog that jumping is not allowed even while playing? Play is different. No, jumping on humans. Mm -hmm. So I, like, I let my dogs play fight. Like, my dogs play fight. My dogs bark, they growl. And when I play, do bite work with my dogs, they growl. So when I'm talking about jumping, I'm talking about people walking. Your dog, I'm talking about your dog jumping on me when I come in your front door. I'm talking about me walking down the street and your dog jumping on me. I'm talking about when I'm at a bus stop or I'm standing on the street talking to Joelle and your, your dog walks by and it just randomly jumps on me. That's what I'm talking about with jumping. So, next. Cheyenne and Zeke, some extra good news. We're finally moving out of our grandparents' house. It'll be Zeke and Oreo's first time being indoor dogs. Now my grandma has to deal with her misbehaved dogs on her own lap. Awesome. Good. Kyle, thanks guys. In my area, land is hard to come by privately owned. I don't know anyone with units, just people with big house gardens. Yeah, I mean a house garden can work. What's a house garden? They always say that in the UK. Is it like a yard? It's a yard. Yeah, oh, it's the yard. Garden. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like... Um, Shrubbery? No, like what we have in the back where our, our, our socialization is. Courtyard. Oh, gotcha. There's a lot of courtyards. There's a lot of courtyards there. But it also depends where in England. I mean, England's got a lot of land, but not, not in city centrals. Yep. Next. Maria, can you recommend any other brand of e-collar besides Educator? Um, Dogtra. Next. Kyle, I do know of a lady local to me with a fenced-in field who rents it out for five pounds an hour to people with dogs. Okay. So, again, we'd have to see what her feelings were about tools. And then also, we we, have, we can't give out the exact address to the last minute and to only people that we have to be really careful in the UK. You're you're we we did a UK seminar in England seminar. We had to change the location four times, mm. like the news media, protesters, like email, like four times we had to change the location. So Scotland, I have a location. England, I am looking. So. I think people have to understand the amount of heat 
that is over in the UK and the amount of hate towards me specifically is over in the UK. But meanwhile, I've got a huge fan base over there. So I love all you guys. And even my haters, I don't dislike. I don't dislike anybody. I just don't, there's no, that's not, a, that's a crappy way to live. Because people hating me, that has nothing to do with me. That's on them. Next. KK, yep, I can actually sense when there is tension. About three seconds before scuffle starts. Got it. The out command be useful here, or is a correction with e-collar or bonker more effective? Yes, to all. Or should I get a whip like the one you guys? I have? would get a stockyard whip, and I'd smack a dog on the ass next. Paul agreed. The trustee from the foster charity and I will be taking the adoption very carefully. Yeah. We'll be looking for an experienced handler, trainer, level skill to adopt. Full Excellent. transparency. Got it. Awesome. Bullshit. I'm very, very proud of you. And tell the trustee I'm proud of him or her as well. Next. Lori, new rescue added. She's good with females, but attacked my 18-month-old male, Roddy, despite leash walks and introductions done outside the home. Roddy is non-reactive, but high energy. Had her three months. What would Jeff do? Um, I would, if, a, if, if one of my dogs ever corrected one of my other dogs, they would get a correction that would make them think that their life might be over in about a split second. And I know that sounds really violent, and it's not about violence. It's about state of mind, and it's about that's not acceptable in my home. How would I do that? I'm most likely with a dominant dog tower, tower and a remote collar. And it's really funny because I, I'm fully aware that people take my sound bites and they, they make videos out of them and make it sound like I'm this horrific person. But it's like, I'd like to know what, like, you know, I'd like to think that nobody wants dog, their own personal dogs fighting. And the best way to stop it is with overwhelming force. Because creating positive associations between this dog and your other dog is not going to happen right now. It's not. So what do you do? You make it suck extremely. What does make it suck look like? We'd have to be creative. But all I know is that, that you either fix it or one of the dogs goes. And that's just the reality of it. So to me, I want to fix it. And I, and, I, and I don't want there to be rules or limitations. Um, and I'm not saying giving people permission to beat or abuse their dogs because there are very well documented, practiced, proven ways that, that you can do. But I assure you, sometimes it's not pretty. And this is called blunt talk. Maybe we should rename this show. Blunt talk. Because it's like people are being lied to all the time. I mean, I've seen trainers come in and be like, oh, every time they like are around each other, give them both food. I'm like, you want to talk about a dog fight? Mm -hmm. Like you just added fuel to the fire. So like this is all correction based and you just have to figure out how to do it. And again, we're not talking about teaching the dog sit, down, place, recall how to walk on a leash. We're talking about how to save the life of a dog here. And we're talking about dogs living in the same home. They have to get along. They cannot fight. Or you can't keep them. Or you can just crate and rotate the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Or keep them in separate rooms. But there's always going to be a door left open. There's always going to be somebody that leaves a latch undone. There's always going to be a mistake made. There's always going to be a what if. Like I know of dogs that have broken out of their own crates broken into another dog's crate and attacked it. 
Like, I mean, shit happens in my, like in my world, this is the stuff that happens. So to me, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. But no, for some reason, trainers don't like to talk like this. They want to make it seem like, oh no, you don't have to do that. It's like, okay, well maybe don't do that at first. Try something else, go ahead. But you need to be prepared. I mean, you need to be prepared. I mean, management always I mean, fails. I'm, we're traveling with Joelle's dogs right now. Joelle, um, her dog Wes, like attacked every one of my dogs the first time they met. Every one of them, and they're literally in the RV together right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're traveling for how many days? Is eight? This? eight days together. <clears throat> you know, I mean, and, and I assure you that was not stopped with like a reward-based program. But guess what? I stopped it and now we can do all kinds of fun stuff. We're talking about a few minutes to a few se- or a few seconds to whatever, a minute in time compared to the rest of the dog's life. And I want people to understand that it's like, like there's the other option is you have to put the dog down or get rid of it. And to me, like, I'd rather go, I'd rather, of course there's, there is counter conditioning and of course there's better socialization and of course there's like, you know, walking together, existing together and of course there's all of those things. But when it comes down to it though, what happens if, what happens if? So I want dogs to be safe with each other. Next. Time for one more. Um, yeah, we're, we're doing an hour show. Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting tonight. That's okay. Uh, Lainey, yeah. even though I'm trying so hard to learn, I'm missing a few links in my training. Looking forward to your Austin seminar because I need the guidance. Yeah, you'll learn a lot. So again, we're going to end on that note. Guys, sorry for all of the um, questions we could not answer. There's a level of exhaustion going on right now that is, that is evident. We still have to work tonight. Mm-hmm. So we've got video footage to edit. We have to run an errand right now to get some new, some resupply. Pe- people seem to really like the bananas down here in North Carolina. They're, they're, yeah, they've got, made a lot of bananas go today. So we, they've got special bananas here. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, but we also have to get some other stuff too. So, um, and so we'll be up probably until midnight tonight. Back up at three in the morning, and we're doing it all over again. And tomorrow night we we head out. We head back. We've got a consulting gig oh, in. Uh, West Virginia, I think. Virginia. Virginia. We got a consulting gig in Virginia um, uh, uh, tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. No, Monday. Monday I meant Monday. Yeah, Monday. <laughs> tomorrow. It's yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, Monday at like eleven a.m. We have a consulting gig to Great. go to. So we have like a lot of driving to do. Yeah, we do. Thank God for rumble strips. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Oh I'm God. I'm honored and blessed that you're here. Thank you so much. Thanks for all the thumbs up. Anybody want to give me a token thumbs down, feel free. If you're not joining on this page, um, follow this page, turn on the alerts, um, and start consuming as much of our content. We put up daily stuff on Instagram, daily stuff on video. Um, Joelle has built a three-person social media team, and we're adding to it. Um, Are we looking for a writer yet, officially? Not yet, but we might be looking for a writer to to, to pretty much take some of our content Put it in, put it in a blog post format, and put it on some different platforms. So, we might be doing that. All right, all right, guys. Madly in love with you, and we will talk to you. What day of the week's today? Mm-mm.
Saturday. Saturday. So, so Monday night we will be on the road. Yeah. We might be at Julie and Josh's again. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we should. Probably, actually. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Virginia the, to that. Yeah, yeah so, that makes sense. Yeah, so Monday night we should be doing a show. So Monday night we should be doing a show. Um, check. By the way, Julie. <laughs> Julie, we might be staying at your house again. Probably All right. not watching. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Good night. Take care.